are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks on Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to the always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Ben Kaspic of Locked On Giants on the pod. We're discussing the series. We are discussing the D-backs rotation for next year, our two teams in general, uh, in the standing. So we got a whole bunch we want to talk about pertaining these two teams. And, you know, they're very different seasons that they're having. But before we get to that, go download the new Spotify Greenroom app. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll go live after the D-backs beat the Padres. Download the app to get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Ben Kaspic of Locked On Giants. All right, Locked On listeners, it's crossover time as we always love to do here at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today we got Ben Kaspic on of Locked On Giants fresh off the loss to you know to his team today I, I, you know we blew that game today uh you know as we're recording this it's 6 31 p.m on a thursday the game was early this afternoon and man i i was feeling good you know going into the ninth inning merrill kelly eight strong innings this man has been dominant the league disrespected him by picking pitchers like john lester and jay hap over him uh at the deadline the dude has been balling over his last eight or nine starts balled again tonight but the bullpen in the ninth inning, Taylor Clark, fresh off the AAA, blew it. Uh, just absolutely blew it. Giants come up clutch. Ben, how does it feel from your perspective? Because I, I want to say I'm devastated. I want to say I'm crushed. But this has just been the feeling the entire season. This has just been a magical season for the Giants. And this was another one. They've done it to the D-backs quite a few times a this few year. A few times. I saw you mention that on Twitter. You can make like a top five. And it would be a pretty robust top five kind of worst moments against the Giants. Crazy stuff. But yeah, I mean, the Giants really had no business winning this game. And that's what Chris Bryant actually said after the game. So, it, you know, four runs in the in the ninth inning after trailing four nothing going to the ninth. Merrill Kelly, I tip my hat. He was really, really good. And he's been good for a little while now. He's having a nice stretch. But, you know, bullpen comes in. Giants just had a miraculous comeback. So it's just been that kind of season for the giants. And it's been that kind of season for the D backs. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I don't even know where this game would rank in that top five, but it might be number two. I might put number one, that one game where Mike Yastrzemski hit that grand slam. I know you remember back at a uh, <laughs> back uh, in the San Francisco ballpark. I mean, just because the D backs, I think were up and then 10 minutes later, he's hitting a grand slam in the, in the bottom of the inning. And he had that, that nasty look to it, the nasty walk. He put the bat down pretty supremely as well. So there, there's a lot of top, you know, top five heartbreaking moments from just the D backs versus giant series. And even if you look at this series, that first game, the D-backs down seven to one Monday night with Taylor Widener on the mound. He really struggled, gave up five earned runs in that one. But 
D-backs had a miraculous comeback. They did what the Giants did today. They tied it up. They came back from 7-1, I believe, or it might have been 7-3. They tied it up 8-all. But in the extra innings, they couldn't do what the Giants did today. They lost. They won Tuesday's game on the back of Mass and Bumgarner. Then they lost uh, Zach Gallon start on Wednesday. So overall, D-backs lose 3-4. or four. But, hey, you got to say that they're a little – a little feisty though, huh? Then they're a little, at least feisty, a little competitive. It wasn't least you took two, three out of four, but at least it wasn't a rollover series. We've been saying all year, including before the year that this Diamondbacks team is not talent wise, the worst team in the game. I just do not see them that way. Even still when they have by far the worst record going right now, it's just been one of those years where everything has, I guess, gone wrong. I don't watch every D-backs game. I'm sure you watch most of them, which has been tough. Very tough. Yeah, so it's just been, I mean, they've got some hitters, right? Like the the offense grinds you down a little bit. D-backs have some talent there and then some talent in the starting rotation as well. But the thing that kind of stands out to me as I heard you recapping the games was the Giants bullpen has been able to come up with zeros and the D-backs bullpen has not been able to do that. Like today, Alex Wood did not have a very good start. But the Giants bullpen went, I think, six scoreless against the D-backs today, including they have some shutdown guys in the back end, like Jake McGee kind of shoved in the bottom of the 10th there with that tying run automatically on second base. McGee struck out uh, Christian Walker, I think it was, and then uh, he just ended up getting through the inning unscathed, even though that, that tying run was on second with nobody out. So that really helps when you have a shutdown reliever. It would have helped the D-backs in the ninth inning today, but they, you know, they go to Tyler Clippard, who looks kind of like a shell of his old self when I see him throwing 88 mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. But, you know, Lamont Wade Jr. came up with a huge hit, which he has had a number of those types of hits this season. And he's a guy a lot of people probably hadn't even heard of coming into this year, including a lot of Giants fans. But they pick him up from from the twins in a trade, and he's been just enormously clutch and that was one of the most clutch hits of the year. Two outs, two strikes, and ends up hitting a two-run single to tie the game. So, yeah, I mean, Giants are 69-40. and 40, So, it's been a, a magical kind of ride. Yeah, I mean, the D-backs were so close again that game. Like you said, two strikes, two outs. I was like, come on, Clippard. Let's do this. Let's split the series so I could go talk some crap with my crossover with Ben later. But they couldn't get it done. Taylor Clark, I mean, gives up three straight hits to start the ninth. You're like, oh, my God, here we go again. And like you said, it's really the story of the bullpen. The D-backs bullpen is by far the worst in baseball. I'm trying to find bullpen ERA here, but I can't really find it. But I know if you look at war and I just know they have the worst bullpen. I've looked at like war and some other metrics and every stat will tell you the D backs have the worst bullpen in all of baseball right now. There's literally not a guy I trust in the bullpen. I'm trying to see who is the best ERA. I mean, we trade to Joaquin Soria, like Caleb Smith. He, I guess he's a starter now. I'm looking like when you go to baseball references like ranks your your next five bullpen guys after your starting rotation like Joaquin Soria isn't there Caleb Smith's in the rotation Kevin Ginkle's on the IL Mantipoli's on the ILs we just brought back Stefan Crichton from AAA and those are our next five after our starting rotation like those guys are not very good right now like there's not many dudes where ERA below five in the D-backs bullpen like it's really sad Ben will tell me the bullpen numbers 
for the D-backs this season. But did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Built Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. And Built Bar tricks me because I have a sweet tooth, but I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, so I just pulled it up, and they they do, in fact, have the worst bullpen ERA in the major leagues at 5.43. The next closest team is the Rockies, who play, you know, at Coors Field. So if, you're, if you've got a worse bullpen ERA than the Colorado bullpen, which is not very good, it's not like they've got a bunch of great guys uh, down there, then that's that's what we saw, basically, in this series, and I guess it's what you've seen all year. But the Giants have a 3.34 ERA, which is third best in the major leagues. And you said there's not a single guy you can trust. That's the worst feeling. The Giants have had bullpens like that in the recent past. And it's terrible because, you know, you get a lead and you just don't feel like it's safe ever. But I would say not to rub it in. Uh I, I would say that there's not a single guy I don't trust right now in the Giants bullpen. So they've done a really good job kind of putting it together and every single guy who comes in, it feels like they have a good chance to throw up a zero. And that's kind of what we saw today, right? Like the D backs were up four to nothing and the giants had to go to the pen in like the fifth inning and everybody who came in had nice clean innings. And it's kind of been like that all year. So, you know, I know what it's like to, to watch a team with a bad bullpen. In fact, the D backs, I don't know if you remember this opening day, 2017, uh, the Giants had a 98 loss season that year, and it all started with a blown save by Mark Melanson against mm. the D-backs on opening day. So, I don't know. Bad bullpens are the worst. Yeah, Tyler Rogers has 11 saves. The entire D-backs bullpen has 14. So, and Tyler Rogers is the secondary closer for the Giants. He's not right. even their main guy. So he's got more, almost more saves than the entire D-backs team. And that's part partly because the D-backs don't win any games. They have the lowest, you know, save opportunity percentage. They're never in games to try and close it out. So that's why they have, you know, the, the lowest amount of saves in all of baseball. The Giants, though, I mean, they're, they're rolling right now. Where are they in the standings? I know they have, like, the best record in baseball, but what's their lead on the rest? They got a four-game lead after today's win on the Dodgers. Like, how are you feeling right now in the standings? Do you feel like you're going to finish the season number one? I'm not there yet, but it helps to have a four-game lead. And I mean, I'm afraid, I don't want to say afraid, but you know, we're aware of that Dodgers team. They are a great team. They have been for a long time and they only got better at the deadline. I know we're going to talk about headline deals and they made some moves that, that put them in a good position, but you know, they're playing catch up. They, they could make that up in 10 days, you know, so it's not like a four game lead is a 15 game lead, you know, so the time is kind of starting to run out. I think we're starting to see the finish line here, but there's a long way to go. One thing though, to keep in mind, these, the giants and Dodgers don't play head to head much more at all. They only have one more three game series 
in San Francisco in September. So uh, remains to be seen if that'll play a factor, but you know, no, I wouldn't even be secure if we were 10, 10 days to go and you had a four game lead, that team can make it up quickly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's counting the Dodgers out yet in this race, but giants, I mean, they just keep chugging along. They keep winning games. The D backs before today's game, they had to go 18 and 36. They had to win at least 18 games of their next 54, I believe, to not finish with the worst record in franchise history. So you just, they just had to win a third of their games the rest of the way. I thought today was going to be an easy dub for them after that Merrill Kelly start. Now we got to go, what, 18 and 35 or something like that. 19. Still, 19 and 35. Either way, we got to win, somehow figure out a way to win 18 games. So it's not even like we're asking them to play amazing baseball. If they just have like a 45% winning percentage, the D-backs can't avoid the worst record in franchise history. But maybe we want the worst record in franchise history. I'm all about breaking records, good or bad. It's all about the publicity. I like doing the D-backs set that all-time road losing streak record courtesy of your San Francisco Giants because guess what it's the only time the whole year the D-backs were headlining on the sports center <laughs> ticker at the bottom so any way to get the D-backs name more in the news make them more relevant I'm going to be happy about it overall series it, it was competitive but D-backs still lose three out of four really that Zach Gallon start was probably the only one that wasn't really a competitive game just because the offense didn't show up in Gallon wasn't as sharp as he normally is. He hasn't really been that sharp the whole season, just kind of been battling with injuries in and out of the rotation. So that's all right. D-backs actually play the Giants. I'm looking at the schedule once again uh, next week. They have a little two-game series Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll see what happens there. Any any bold predictions for that one? Giants two-game sweep? I think it's in San Fran too. Yeah, so something that kind of gets under my skin actually is when people like who follow me on Twitter, they're talking to me about how the giants like must sweep the D backs in these four game series. That's not how baseball works. And like I keep saying, I don't think the D backs are the worst team in baseball. I know they are record wise, but they've got some players and, you know, Merrill Kelly is proving to be pretty good. And Zach Gallen has been really good in his career. And Bumgarner seems to have turned a corner a little bit. So mm -hmm. if you've got those guys on the mound and they can be on on any given night and you've got Cattell Marte and you've got Paven Smith and whoever else, you know, they've got some athletic, talented players in that lineup. And I'm never just going to say you should sweep a team like the D-backs, but a two-game series, I don't know. I mean, it's probably more likely than, you know, four, three or four-game series, but... I don't know. No bold predictions. I think Merrill Kelly will, will be lined up to start one of those games, though. Hopefully. So I'll be interested to see, can he keep it going? Because he's had some success against the Giants this year, obviously today. But at other times, they've gotten to him a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully Bumgarner again. I'd be looking forward to that because there was no Posey and no Crawford in that start against Bumgarner. They've been really strict with um, resting Posey. And that was a rest day for him. So unfortunately he wasn't in there, but that would be the first time that they face each other because Posey didn't play last year. So hopefully at some point we get that Posey V Bumgarner matchup because, you know, obviously the history between those two goes way, way back. Yeah, hopefully. And 
Ben and I will wrap up our conversation, but did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at Bet Online. Go to the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Bumgarner looked locked in. I'm feeling more confident with Bumgarner recently than I did to start the season. Of course, it was pretty bad to start the season. Then he had like that five-game span where he had historic numbers. And then he, you know, came back to earth, had some injuries, went on the IL. But to start this second half, he's looked pretty good. He's looked like maybe not the number one, not the guy we're paying for, but he still looked like maybe a number three starter. And he's given me some hope for next season. Zach Gallon's your number one. Kelly and Bumgarner as more number three, number four kind of guys. But maybe uh, Taylor Widener could step up back to the plate because he was really good to start the season, but then he got hurt. And he hasn't been good since coming back from the IL. The biggest question mark is Luke Weaver. I don't know if he's going to be able to pitch again this season. I don't know what his health status and he wasn't really pitching that well before he got hurt. So he's probably the biggest question mark. I I got some hope in this rotation for next year, but the bullpen needs a major overhaul. Mike Hazen tried to address those problems this season. Got Joaquin Soria. He's been traded. They got got the guy who came in. Oh, Tyler Clipper. They got him uh, during the offseason too. Like you said, he's throwing 88 mile an hour fastballs. Like it's not working out for that guy. And they got Chris Davinsky. I think he's on the restricted list or something like he, he's not on the team either. So the big three reliever signings in the off season have been complete disasters for the D backs uh, this season. So we'll, we'll see what they do next off season. They're, they're a team that doesn't want to spend money. So they might have to do the giants way and kind of build on the margins because the giants, that's what they've been able to do tremendously. I mean, guys like Del Scafani, Alex Wood, like I, I'm not entirely sure what their contracts were, but I don't think they were, you know, overpaid during free agency. I felt like they got them on bargain deals. They did. They were both one-year deals. Di Scofani was like one-year six million and Alex Wood, one-year three million. So pretty much bargain deals. And I think the 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 tough position that the D-backs are in is that you're going to have to convince guys that this is the place they should come if they have a comparable deal. That's the situation. I mean, and I mean, a couple of years ago, you can make that case because the D-backs were, you know, scrappy and competitive. I think it kind of sold Bumgarner on going to Arizona. He, I, I saw his comments about just liking the way the D-backs play the game. And, you know, he's a fan of being in Arizona. That's always a plus. A lot of players have homes in Arizona because of spring training. Uh, so it can attract certain players, certainly, because they get an extra month or two at home. Um but, but yeah, I think, I think the giants have done a really good job of it. They, they haven't really handed out massive commitments to anyone. And so they're kind of in a position of roster flexibility yet. They've been really good at targeting the right players, not just in the rotation, but also in the bullpen. And then 
it's it's just crazy how how it's transformed from we were talking about which of these teams would finish in third and which mm-hmm. would finish in fourth. And now the Giants, here they are at 69 and 40. It's just kind of crazy how it's all worked out for them so far. Yeah, Giants having a phenomenal season. And they still aren't getting like, Stromsky's having like a solid year, but I feel like he hasn't taken off yet. Like he has 18 home runs. He's got an 801 OPS, but I feel like he hasn't hit that level like we've seen the last couple of years where he's basically been a top six, a top six MVP candidate for the San Francisco Giants, only batting 227 this year. Uh, he got Brandon Crawford back, right? He just came back off the IL. Uh, Donovan Solano, he, he's having a good season from a batting standpoint, but he's not like a huge major offensive contributor. But do you know anything about Evan Longoria's injury, if he's coming back anytime soon? Yeah, so I think he's starting a rehab assignment in AAA tonight. So he is coming back soon. He injured himself in a really bizarre way. He collided with Brandon Crawford on a defensive play and he like dislocated his clavicle bone, something like that. Mm. Uh, And he's been out a while. I mean, it was a pretty serious injury. And they've also been without Tommy LaStella, who just Mm. came back for this series. He was out since May 2nd, so he missed almost 80 games. So the thing about the Giants this year has been just that 1 through 26 and really 1 through 40 on the 40-man roster, everybody has been able to contribute. So when guys have gone down with injuries, the guys who have come in to fill in have done a really good job. Lamont Wade Jr. is an example of that. Darren Ruff, uh, Stephen Duggar. Donovan Solano, Wilmer Flores, they're just really deep. And they're, they've also been without Brandon Belt, who just came back as well. So they've had a lot of injuries, but they haven't missed a beat, but they're finally getting healthy. So it'll be interesting to see like if they can. And then they added Chris Bryant too, right? So it's kind of crazy that the, the talent they've accumulated when no one really saw it coming. And I look forward to seeing them at full strength because they haven't really been at full strength all season. And then you throw Chris Bryant into the mix also. And it's just, it's exciting from a Giants fans perspective. Well, I'm happy for you, Ben. I'm I'm happy. It's an exciting time. You're having a magical season. It just sounds like uh, fairies and bunnies right now. So I'm very happy. It's been a while, right? The Giants have been struggling for the last five years. So I get it. They had the success in the you know, 2010, 12 and 14. Yeah. Only three world series. Only three. Yeah. We wanted four. I mean, 2016, it would have kept the even year thing going. Giants were in the playoffs. And then a bad bullpen, actually, is what cost them. They gave up four runs to the Cubs in the ninth inning of a playoff game in which they had a three-run three, three run ninth inning lead. So that that stung. But, but yeah, I mean, Giants fans are a little bit spoiled, but it has been a while since they've had any kind of success. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the new Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll be continuing our series with both Ben and Sully Baseball about the MLB trade deadline. So a whole lot of MLB trade deadline talk. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!